the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Encouragement to continue on when we don't feel like it. Next on Times of Refreshing with Napoleon Kaufman. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. A wonderful hymn that we sing. I love the second half of that. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. That's what we want to talk about today. We all find ourselves in those times when we are wandering. So the cry of our heart then is to take my heart and seal it, Lord. Press on towards the goal is... Paul tells us in Philippians 3, and that's what we're looking at today. Won't you join us with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing? Let's catch up with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman as we see how to press on towards the goal. I like what he says in verse 15. He says, therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, he says, God will reveal this to you. And I think when we're pressing and we're learning to walk with God and we're trying to get to the goal, after a while, God will begin to show us areas where we've been kind of distracted and what our pursuits have been. And it's amazing how God has a way of taking things away or adding things or pushing us in the corner or silencing us or telling us to be quiet or... Can I have an amen? Because God's trying to show us your pursuits are off. And God reveals them to us. And I think we have to be open to that. That God show me an area in my life where it's a distraction. My pursuits were off. It's a sign of a lack of maturity because I'm going after things that ultimately, they may be nice things and there's nothing wrong with me desiring these things. But as long as they don't take away from my overall pursuit, and that is you and becoming more like you. Amen. But let's take it a step further. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Because we know that we're pressing towards the, the, towards the mark or towards the goal for the prize. But then in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he begins to help us to understand how we go about doing this. So that we do it in such a way that we could obtain what God is wanting us to obtain. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 on down to 27. He says in verse 24, he says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? He says, run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. He says, therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become, he says, disqualified. And now this is awesome. He says in verse 24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. And look what he says. 
Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And I think as we're going through this, and Paul twice we see here in Philippians, and then we see in 1 Corinthians, we see very clearly that he uses this. Understand that Apostle Paul, during this particular time, the Roman Empire was big, the Olympic game, all this type of stuff was big. It was something that he saw, and he used something culturally that was on display to make a spiritual point. And for all of us here, it's the same thing. We're pressing towards the goal for the prize, but he says that we should run in such a way that we may obtain it. Think about it. you've, You've shown me the goal. We know through the scripture that the goal, we want to become like Jesus. That's why Jesus died, that we might reflect him. We might become our, we could get to know him. We'd be transformed into his image and likeness from glory to glory. We know that. But how do I run in such a way that I might, I might obtain that? How many track athletes here in this room? Raise your hand if you ran track. Come on, just raise your hand. You might not have been fast. I'm not saying you're fast. I'm just saying you ran. Okay, I'm not saying you're fast. You just ran, you know what I mean? So you ran. Let me ask you this. If you're going to become fast in the 400 meters, that's one lap around the track, do you train by just doing 100-meter dashes? Say I want to be fast in the mile. Do I just focus on the 200? Well, I think sometimes when we're thinking about our walk with Christ, we know what the goal is, and now what we have to do is we have to learn how to run in such a way that we might obtain it. We have to run in such a way. God, primarily, through this book, teaches us how to run in such a way that we might reach the goal that we're looking to reach. This book defines the way in which we, might, we need to run to obtain what we're looking for. It defines it. Through his word, God teaches us how, how to live. He teaches us how to consecrate ourselves. He teaches us how to pray. He teaches us how to fast. He teaches us how to seek his face. He teaches us how to remain humble. He teaches us how to resist the devil that he might flee from us. He teaches us how to resist temptation and overcome temptation. He teaches us how to overcome pride. teaches us how to overcome lust. teaches us how to overcome anything that would hinder us from reaching the goal that we are seeking to obtain and to reach in life. Amen? teaches us about relationships. It teaches us about healing. teaches us about deliverance. teaches us about spiritual warfare. This Bible teaches us about everything that we need to know about obtaining the prize and reaching the goal that God wants us to reach. I mean, it's amazing. This thing, this Bible could teach us, it teaches us about how to raise our children the way in which we need to, how to manage resources, how to, everything that we need to do. But why is it it is so hard to read this? I have one word. The devil. Yeah, and I'm going to say that too. And laziness. That's it. It's the only reason why we have such a hard time. Because the devil, when we get ready to read, the devil whispers in our ear, you know, that's not good, that's boring. Then the uh, sleepy spirit will come on us. Some of y'all got that spirit on you in here right now. I'm trying to bind it. Devil, I'll bind you, you sleepy demon. Oh, you just, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You've been up and people falling out. You just got here. You in the parking lot. Woo, praise God. I'm ready to be at church. And I know I'm not preaching that bad. 
Saints, but what happens is this. The devil, he doesn't want us to hear the word of God. Because he knows that this is going to teach us how to run in such a way that we might obtain the prize and reach the goal. And then the second thing is laziness. I was telling the first service this, and we were talking. It was awesome because we were talking about how um, we were talking. And I said to the church, I said, listen, I'm with you guys an hour and a half a week on Sundays. If you come to Wednesday night Bible study, I have one hour with you guys to give you the word. That means two days out of the week, I'm giving you some food. But you know what? Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you got to go get your own manna. You got to feed yourself. That's why I don't, I don't buy into people. Well, I'm starting going, I wasn't getting fed there. When then the devil is a lie, you better go get you some food. I don't care what church I'm in, I'm going to get fed. I'm, I'm eating. I might even eat stuff on your plate. I'm, I'm, I'm eating. Because that bottom line is, the pastor, I'm here. I'm going to give you something for today. You know, you may have some leftovers for tomorrow. But after a while, you got God's got something. You, you, can I have an amen? You, this isn't, I, I, don't, I do not take personal responsibility for your personal growth outside of what I'm providing you on Sunday and Wednesday and some other stuff that you may get some scraps during the week from me. But at some way, you got to get your own Bible. You got to get, can I have an amen? Get in that thing and open that thing up and say, Lord, speak. I do not go home with you. Now, you can buy a tape or a CD or something. But saints, at some point in time, we have to realize that the word of God is going to teach me how to run in such a way that I might reach the goal and obtain the prize that God has for my life. And when you, we stand before Jesus Christ, he's not going to look at us and say, okay, the, 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 the pastor, he's going to say, what'd you do? Oh, the pastor didn't feed you, so, oh my goodness, you starved to death, you poor thing, you. No, you, all of us here, including me, I have to get in my Bible and read and study and devour and gorge and grab and pull and stretch and grind and, and get everything I can out of it because I'm home. Can I have it? Amen. Because I want to know how to run in such a way that I might reach the goal and obtain the prize that God has for our lives. Amen. And this is what he says. And then he doesn't stop there. He says, run in such a way that you might receive it or obtain it. And then he says this in verse 25. And everyone who competes for the prize, he says, is temperate in all things. And understand, this is a competition. The devil wants to stop you from getting what God has for you. He is competing for your soul. He is competing to stop you from getting what is on God's agenda for your life in terms of the prize. And he says, but everyone who competes for the prize, he says, intemperate, is temperate in all things. This word temperate here, I love it. It means to have self-control. It means to be content. It means to be sober. So as I've searched the word of God, I found out what it takes for me to Obtain the prize to become more like, I mean, to reach the goal, which is to become more like Jesus Christ, to ultimately obtain the prize that God has for me, which is the ultimate upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If I'm going to do this during this race, I've got to be temperate in my life. I've got to have self-control. 
That means that under the inspiration of this Holy Spirit, I am able to control self. Hear me. I am able to control self. That under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that I am able to control self, that I am temperate in all things. That when it comes to my lifestyle, that there is no excesses, that there is a balance and there is a clarity there. And that for all of us that we're temperate and we have self-control over it, self-control, you know, when it comes to your passions and desires, self-control. When it comes to our attitudes and our expression, the way that we, we express ourselves, that we're able, by the, by, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to manage self, to understand self. You know, sometimes we can get so deep, we know everything about everybody else, but we don't even know ourselves. You know, discernment doesn't just help you to figure out somebody else, it helps you to figure out you. Can I have an amen, saints? True discernment, the, the gift of discernment isn't just so you can see every demon on the corner. It's, it's also that you can see what's going on in your life. So we're able to discern. So what happens is if we're going to run in such a way, we do it and we do it in such a way that it causes us to compete for the prize. But we realize in order to I got to be temperate in my I need self-control. You know what? I have a problem. I got a problem with sweets. I got a problem. I got a problem with this. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with this. I got a problem. Whatever the issue is, I have to be temperate. I got to make sure that I'm, I have some self-control with this. I got a problem with raising my kids. I got a problem with my attitude. I got to, well, I want to compete in such a way that I'm temperate in all things so, so that my lifestyle and the way in which I'm controlling self doesn't hinder or shipwreck or block or stop or, you know, cause me to be hindered when it comes to reaching that goal. Whatever I got to do to remove it, I'm going to do it. Self-control. Control self. The devil made me do it. The devil's a liar. The devil can only get you to do the things that you come into agreement with him in doing. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to go off on you. I couldn't take it. You made me go off on you. No, 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 no. No, you did that. Don't blame that on me. You know, it was funny one time. I'm going to say this to you guys. Guys, we, we, had a, we, had a, we had a situation in the church years ago where we had a woman that, was, uh, that had an issue with her husband, and her husband went after her, right? And went after her and was going to try to physically harm his wife. She jumped off a a two-story building or something and broke her, what did she break? Broke her pelvis running from this crazy guy. And so she comes to the church. We tell him, hey, listen, you need it. You need it. You may need it. You're not, we're, gonna let, we're not going to let you get killed talking about you know to go back with this crazy joker. So you know what he did? He got mad. He said, I'm going to sue the church. So we'll go ahead. You know, people, after a while, people start threatening to sue you. It's like, dude, whatever. You know, do it. You did wrong because you didn't have self-control. And you are blaming your lack of self-control on her and on us when it was you. But what happens is, saints, we have to learn that when it comes to our lives, if we're going to obtain the goal, 
reach the prize, so we reach the goal, so we can obtain the prize, that we have to be self controlled Don't blame your lack of self-control on somebody else. Can I have an amen? But this is what happens. This is what happens in Christianity, happens in church. We got to run in such a way and do it with temperance so that we don't end up losing self-control and then blaming our lack of self-control on somebody else. It's not right. But he says that we need temperance, self-control to be content And I like it to be sober in our lives as we're journeying through this life so that we might ultimately obtain the prize. He says in verse 25, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. And that means in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable. But look what he says in verse 26. This is awesome. He says, therefore, I run this not with uncertainty. He says, thus I fight. He says, not as one who beats the air. I like it. He says, I run thus. He says, not with uncertainty. This is part of the problem that we have in Christianity. People are going through life, but they don't realize what they're really after. They're uncertain. So they're just running. Anything that comes their way, anything, they're running, but they're uncertain. What you after? I don't know. I'm just running for Jesus. I'm running for Jesus. I got my running shoes on. Isn't there a song that goes like that? I got my traveling shoes on. Where are you going? I don't know, but I'm going. Some of y'all laughing. That's an old school song. Uh, I got my traveling shoes on. You know. We rolling. Where are you going? I don't know, but I'm going with Jesus. Well, yeah. We gone, baby. <laughs> Some of y'all having flashbacks. Y'all was singing that song. Y'all didn't know where y'all was going. Like, oh, Lord, that was me. <laughs> I still ain't got there. <laughs> But listen, saints, this is what happens. We're running with uncertainty. Where are we going? I don't know. God, I love this. Apostle Paul said he's not doing it with uncertainty. He says, I beat. He says he's not fighting. And I love what it says. He says, and not as one who beats the air. I'm not just swinging at something. I I can't. He understands clearly what he's after. And then he says this. And we're going to close this out. He says, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Somebody say subjection. He says, I discipline my body and I bring it. The King James says, I beat my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. I discipline my body. You and I have a responsibility in the sight of God to discipline ourselves. We're temperate, but then we're disciplined. We learn to discipline ourselves from a discipline standpoint. You know, the word disciple means a disciplined follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. That there's a discipline aspect that is built into just Christianity. That there's all of us in, in areas of our lives are required to be disciplined if we're going to follow the Lord Jesus. He says, I discipline, and he gets specific, my body. I don't allow my body to rule me. I rule it. I call it to subjure, sub, sub, to be submerged. Hupateso means to come underneath, to get submerged, that it belongs to me. My body doesn't rule me. I rule my body. Amen? And so as a result of this, he says, I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. And then he gets specific, and he tells us why. He says, lest when I have run, he says that I would be disqualified. 
I don't want to do anything in my life to contradict the Christianity that causes my Christianity to be disqualified based on the fact that I'm not bringing my body into subjection. He says, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. You get disqualified. What you're talking about is not being reflected in your life at all. And people see that. And when they talk to you, they say, well, your testimony is out of the window. Now, doesn't mean that as a Christian, things don't come up. And like I said in the first service, you cannot measure a person's life simply by one moment in their life. Because every person on the sound of my voice has had a bad day. You don't measure a person's life by one moment. It doesn't define them. But when you see a consistency where there is a lack of a person being temperate, a lack of person pressing, a lack of person going through the process to become more like Jesus so they might obtain the prize, then you say, wait a minute, this person, this person disqualified. We've seen too much. Saints, in this church, you know, we want to return to authentic Christianity that has more to do with what God is doing in you than what God is doing for you. Because the measure of you and I's success in life is not in stuff, it's when what God is forging on the inside of us and if, and if our pursuits are where they need to be. The goal is Christ. Press on that you might reach the goal. That in your marriage, in your lifestyle, in your thinking, in your heart, in your emotions, in every area and aspect of your life, that you are being challenged by God to press in to become more like him. And through his word, he tells us how to do it. Amen? There's not one scripture that is the answer to everything. The Bible says that the sum of God's word is true. We get in the word and we allow it to wash us and to cleanse us and to help us so that we might become more like him. And then reaching the, having the upper call of God in Christ Jesus, it's just an, it just... It just comes as a result of that. But we have to stop and say, am I temperate in all things? Do I know what I'm after? Is it clearly my pursuit? Things are going to come. Stuff happens. But at the end of the day, I want to Jesus. He's my life. He's the source of my life. He's the strength of my life. He's my passion in life. He's what I'm after. He's my pursuit to become more like him, that he might be fully formed in me. That Christ in me would become the hope of glorification. Can I have an amen? amen? Father, we thank you today for this opportunity to hear your word. Lord, make us like Paul. Help us to clearly define our goal. Help us to clearly define the prize. And Lord, as we go after you, we're asking you today, to continue to forge your life in us. We're pursuing you. We're pressing in after you. We want to become more like you. And Lord, in every area, help us to do it with a temperance that causes us to, to have self-control in our own personal lives. Lord, we're not beating the air. We're not wandering aimlessly. We know what we're after. It's you. It's you. And Father, as we pursue you, as we pursue your son, Father, we're asked that you would form Christ in us. That Lord, in all of our passions and pursuits in every area in our heart, that Jesus, 
that his heart will be formed. And Father, we just ask today that you would show us areas, just like you said in 1 Corinthians, and you said in Philippians, that you would show us, in, like you said in Philippians, Lord, that areas where our, we don't have the right mind, the right mindset, that our pursuits have been wrong. And Lord, help us to be content as we go through this process of, of really getting to know you. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity. And we thank you that you even give us the passion of pursuit. It comes from you. Jesus, be formed in us. We want your mind. You say we have the mind of Christ. We want your heart. We need you, Jesus. And we give you all the praise. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.